0: So we got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, um, and obviously people have their personal credit and a lot of these entrepreneurs apply for business credit. Can you talk to them about the importance and the impact that your personal credit can have on your business and how long it takes to establish a a healthy business credit line?
1: Yeah. And and the great thing is the impact that it could have, man, is like, you know, that's the main reason why Got Credit entered back into the world of business credit. You know, we did it back in the day. We didn't, we didn't know that there was a need for it. But just like um, Ian said before, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs were born. You know, a, a lot of people started businesses over these last couple of years, and there's going to be more. Now, here's the thing. If you have great credit, I wish I would have known this when I opened my business back in 2010, instead of using your personal credit to start your business or to grow your business, you could do it with your, you know, you're going to get an inquiry anyway. And here's the thing. Everybody always says, oh, I don't want to do business. I don't want to do a PG, which is a personal guarantee. Oh, I don't want to do a personal credit check for that credit card. Well, weren't you going to do the credit check for your personal anyway? Like, weren't you going to apply for that car on your personal credit anyway? So here's the thing. Start, le- if you're a new business or you have no business credit, but you have great business credit, you could use that to leverage business credit. You were already going to apply for a credit card.
0: Use your personal credit to leverage the business
1: credit, right? Yeah, and, and that's mm-hmm. the importance is like you can use it. You were so here's the thing if you were going to get an American Express credit card and you've never had one before, but you were going to get one on your personal credit and you know you're going to open a business, don't get an American Express on your personal credit, just open your LLC and get the American Express on the business side. You were already going to do an inquiry anyway, but now the great thing is that does, doesn't show you want to maintain and keep that. 750 and the thing is you know i wore the new balances to the kickball game you know what i mean and, and i do appreciate you guys being there it meant so much to have you guys there and, and I, I wore the white new balances because you know the thing is you could you could have a three thousand dollar outfit on and get denied for a 500 credit card you know which we see a lot and the thing yeah. is it's like you want to have a three thousand dollar outfit that's great but just make sure that you know that you can either put it on a credit card or get approved for a credit card with the same amount and and I wore the new balances because that signifies good credit you know you see you know you see the older guys with those new balances like oh my god yeah that guy got good credit um but the thing is is if you use your personal credit to leverage and to get more business credit even in the first 2 years of business think about it you're never going to have bad credit because you're never going to have debt on your personal credit and i think that's the yeah. biggest thing where people don't realize that you might have to do a personal guarantee. You might have to get a personal credit check. You might have to run your credit the first couple of times. But guess what? Four years later down the road, you might not have to. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the most powerful thing when it comes to personal and business credit.
0: What are like the two biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when they're trying to establish their business credit?
1: Um, I would say the, the probably the most, the biggest one, and it's the simplest is using their home address for everything. Um, it's the easiest change you could do, you know, get a virtual address, go to Regis, go to Opus, you know, get an actual business address if you don't have a brick and mortar. So like if you have a brick and mortar building, use that address. You know what I mean? Um, if you open your business with your home address and you end up getting a brick and mortar a year down the road, change the address, change it with the IRS, change it with the state, change it with your bank account, change it with all your vendors, all your creditors, right? Now, even now, if you don't, have a home address um, when you started your business and you're starting it fresh, get the virtual address first. And the reason why I say this is the most common thing is because, you know, with credit being such a risk factor, you know, um, if you're you're a pizzeria and you're using your home address for everything, like it it looks a little, you know, it looks a little suspicious. Like, wait a minute, are you making the pizzas in your living room or are you making them at the shop? You know, if you're a landscaper, if you're a plumber, you know, using your home address is is the biggest thing. Um, and, And I say the second biggest thing that I would say that people make mistakes on is using too much of their personal credit when they have good credit instead of actually using business credit cards. So, um, mm-hmm. and and I'll explain what that means is like, if you have a $15,000 Capital One credit card, right? Or a Chase credit card or American Express credit card, you can get that in the business name. And let's say as an entrepreneur, you know, in the beginning, when you first start your business, you have expenses, you have health insurance, you have payroll, you have, you know, costs, you have computers, whatever the case is, But if you put that all on a personal credit card when you first start your business, you know what happens? Even if you have nothing negative, you just put $15,000, $20,000 on a credit card, your score goes down. Now, if you need to use your credit for something else down the road, you can't because your credit score just went down 80 to 100 points. So now you're putting yourself in a disadvantage by not leveraging or using business credit. You know, if you put that $15,000, $20,000 on your business credit cards that doesn't show up on your personal... You could rack up $30,000, dollars $50,000. Your score is never going to go down. You know what I mean? So not using a virtual address or, or a business address is one. And then using their personal debt. Now, here's the thing. What if you can't get approved for business credit cards? All right. Mm-hmm. Then no, you have to use your personal credit cards to start. And then just no, come to the business side, the business credit cards later. So don't be afraid. But if you have access to it, definitely use the business credit cards versus the personal. So-
0: Another uh, common misconception, correct me if I'm wrong, is you, in order to get business credit, you don't necessarily have to make money as a business, right? You can get business credit without making a profit as a business, correct?
1: Right, and, and, and there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people tiptoe in the gray area of that because what they'll do is their business has zero revenue, but they'll put that they make $180,000. do not do that. You know what I mean? You could You could put, don't, My business. Don't,
0: do don't, don't do that because there's been an uptick in un- yeah. unauthorized uh, FBI yeah. agents.
1: Yeah. Don't, I don't do
0: want to it media these days. So, yeah, don't, don't do any fraudulent behavior, no.
1: but no.
0: Explain, explain, explain the correct way to do it.
1: And, and the thing is so, like, let's say if you, know, you have a business, right? You're starting a business and you're applying for your first business credit card, whether it's American Express, Chase, doesn't matter what it is, right? And it says business revenue. It also acts for your personal revenue. So, if your personal revenue on w two on provable income is eighty thousand, put eighty thousand. Don't put one hundred thousand if you know you're not going to make an extra twenty thousand dollars that year to back it up. Now, on the business side, right? One, always concert with your accountant and your attorney whenever you have any questions when it comes to like income. The thing is though, is like let's say if you know you are, you have projects lined up. You have guaranteed contracts, right? So you, you haven't made any money right now. You haven't made any money today, but if you know within the next 12 months, you have a guaranteed contract coming in of like 80,000, 100,000, whatever the case is, you know that could be a tactic that you can use, and like I said, get with your accountant, because now that's future receivables. You haven't actually received it yet. But if you don't have anything, put zero. And so what if you get approved for a ten thousand dollars credit card? At least you got approved for a credit card. The people, the reason why people put a higher limit is so that way they can get. I mean, the higher amount is so they can get a higher limit. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Because then yeah. it's like gray area. You know, you're gonna start to oh yeah, put eighty thousand, put ninety, and you didn't really make it. What happens when they say, hey man, you know what? We want to see a copy of your P and L statement, your tax returns, which business, which business accounts can do, business credit cards can do. Um, what happens when you don't even have a P&L statement, which is a profit and loss statement for your business? Yeah. What happens when you don't even have a bank account or or need revenue? You know what I mean? They can shut you down, flag you. So it's like never tiptoe in the gray area. If you have to question it, don't do it. So if you don't make, if you starting a business and it's no revenue, put zero. It's mm-hmm. the best
0: thing to do. But like you said, also what people fail to realize is that most people that start businesses, they have a job. They have like, very rarely you just just go cold turkey and start a business that makes no revenue and because then you'll be homeless right so it's like they're going to use your personal information anyway Mm -hmm. so you you list your personal information as far as like how much you're actually making at your job or how much you're making you know salary or whatever so if like you said if you're making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year if you have an 800 i'm just using if you have an 800 credit score yeah, your business might not be that profitable, but they still might link, they still might open up business credit for you based off of your personal profile, right? Yep. If you have $100,000 saved, like these are things that, you know, a $10,000 line of credit is not going to pretty much be detrimental. $5,000, and it, it might not be a lot, but like you said, That's it's something better yeah. than nothing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you have no business income that you have no income. Right. Most, most, but a lot of people are, aren't are entrepreneurs, so they always look at the most pessimistic thing possible. And they're like, of course. oh, if you have no business income, then how could you list income? That's fraud. Obviously, if you have no business income, you probably have some sort of other income. Right. Sometimes in life, you just have to use common sense, right? Like yeah. if, if you Not have a common anymore. <laughs> yeah. So so just, you know, just just think about it. But like I said, um, starting a business that can be discouraging and doesn't necessarily mean that you you're not going to be able to get a million dollars probably but you might be able to get a couple thousand and then you use that and
1: then that helps build your profile as well right and, and the great thing is once you start making money and if you ever want a credit limit increase you know for instance like american express right if you even if you have a charge card with no limit but you have a preset spending limit of let's say fifty thousand dollars sixty thousand dollars whenever you request a limit increase with American Express a lot of the times they're going to request a bank statement, a profit and loss statement, financials, right? Things like that, tax return. So let's say if you do start off with $10,000, $20,000, just keep using it, keep using it. And then every six months, just ask for a limit increase and be like, hey, listen, when I started off, I didn't have any revenue, but guess what? My business blew up. I made $300,000 in the last six months because of leveraging your card. Is there any way you guys could give me a limit increase? You can request the amount. When you uh, when you request and increase your preset spending limit with American Express, you can put the amount. And if your financials justify that limit, they'll give it yeah. to you. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the best thing is you don't got to lie in an application because it's better to start it off right and then work your way up. Because what if I give you right now if American Express gives you a $300,000 credit card, you have no revenue, then you max it out. Then what happens? How are you going to pay it back? <laughs> that,
0: that, that's the part I want to go to, Jose, because that's the other part, right? You might get that credit increase, right? You max it out, but then there becomes the negligence. And so now when the payments are due, you can't pay it, pay it right? And so when you do that on the personal side, your credit score goes down. But in the business side, correct me if I'm wrong, but your DUNS number gets to right? Can you explain what that process
1: Yeah. So uh, typically uh, the majority of your credit cards will actually report to Experian business. um, And then your other net 30s and vehicles will typically report to Dun & Bradstreet, right? So good and bad thing is the bad thing is that typically American Express or um, like Visa MasterCards won't report to Dun & Bradstreet. I'm not saying all of them, but typically a lot of them won't, which is good. And that's your Duns number. And that's your Paydex score, right? So, you know, you have Ex- Equifax, Experian, TransUnion in the personal side. On the business side, you have Equifax business, Experian business, and then you have Dun & Bradstreet. So that's why we like NAB.com because it does track everything. Um, and Experian business is typically going to have like your, your credit cards, right? They don't, they don't report to all three like how your, your regular American Express does on your personal side. You know, it, it does report to different bureaus. Um, And they all have different factors, right? Your experience business only goes up to 100 points. And so does your Paydex score. It only goes up to 100 points. And typically you'll have anywhere between 80 to 100 as long as you pay your bills on time, you know? So if you pay your bills on time, typically it's net 30. As long as you pay them between one and 30 days, you'll have typically an 80 Paydex score, you know? And the great thing is, is that a lot of the times the balances won't always affect your Paydex or your Experian business score. You know, so that's a great thing. The thing is though, if you have everything maxed out, that is going to hurt you. But if you have like one mm-hmm. or two accounts, it's not really going to hurt you as bad as let's say, you know, let's say if you have a, a Target credit card and that's the only credit card maxed out on your credit report, your score is going to go down even though your overall credit is okay, that one credit card's maxed out it's going to hurt you. The great thing is on the business side, it doesn't affect you like the same way.
0: What are the two or three credit cards uh, entrepreneurs should apply for that gives them a good probability of getting a line of credit without having a you know having a ton of revenue in their business
1: yet? So when you say line of credit, do you mean like a credit card like American Express? Credit, card. credit yes. card? Okay. So um even though this credit card reports to the personal side, the reason why I like it is because um it reports to personal and business. And if you have blemish credit they still approve you which is the Capital One Spark card um the reason why i like the capital one spark is because it's for beginners that have new credit meaning you can get approved for like a 580 600 credit score even with like charge offs and collections and it also reports to your uh, business credit report as well you know so mm-hmm. the reason why i like that one is even like i said even though it reports to both which i would never really suggest it it's just because it's a great starter card to get. And that's why you brought it up. Like, which one are they going to yeah. like to give it to you? Let's say even if you get 1000 thousand, two thousand $2,000, $4,000, whatever the case is, it's more than you had before. Just be mindful that if you maxed it out, it is going to report to your uh, your personal credit. Um, the second one I would say, um, for starters, is, is going to be your American Express, right? I love American Express typically because even if you have a charge-off or a collection, Uh, American Express will still approve you for a business credit card. You know, I have zero personal cards. You know, I filed bankruptcy in 2014. I owed money. Um, I included them in my bankruptcy. A couple of a few years later, I paid them in 2020, and they unlocked me, and I was able to get American Express again. So they're very, very Mm. lenient with people when it comes to either having blemished credit, bankruptcy, and you pay them, or if you're a new business. So you you could literally open up your doors today and open up your LL, your business today. And as long as you have a bank account and a tax ID, get approved for up to six American Express credit cards tomorrow, which is a great thing because now you have access to 50, dollars $80,000. Yeah. And, and a lot of people come up to me like, yo, man, I watched your video on YouTube, on EYL, on Instagram, whatever the case is, they're not even clients of mine. And they're like, I did exactly what you said. I applied for American Express and I got up to six credit cards. And that's what helped me start my business. So that's the why I, I, I like it, because um, it's, it's, it's something that's very feasible for a, a new entrepreneur or, or, or a seasoned one. And, and I would say the third one, um, which might throw people for a loophole a little bit, um, is gas cards. Um, and, and the reason why I say gas cards is because if, like, for instance, right, I have this gas card right here, right? I'm going to cover the number right quick. I just happen to have this gas card right here. It's called a fuelman card right? This all, this Fulman card also has a MasterCard logo. So now this gas card can typically work as a MasterCard. Now, can mm-hmm. I go to Macy's and buy something with this gas card? No. But the thing is, is that you could be a, a new business. What do what typically all businesses need to put in their car to get to and from to networking? Gas. What's expensive yeah. right now? Gas. What is crazy? What, is, what do people complain about? Gas, right? The thing is, if you have a $25,000 credit card that doesn't report to your personal credit, is gas a problem anymore? No, you just got to find a way to pay it back. You, you, need, you need to get to InvestFest and you don't have money, drive your car and probably cost you $500 in gas round trip. What else can you buy at the gas station? Food, you can buy gift cards, you can buy, you yeah. know, the thing is, if you don't have any, like I use this as a prime example, right? When, when I was starting my business and I was driving to, to Florida, for the credit boot camps, I would use my gas card. I was allowed up to $1,500 a day inside of the convenience store. So what I would do is buy $1,500 worth of $100 gift cards. And I would then use my gas card to buy Visa gift cards and use the Visa gift cards to do what I had to do. Like That's the life of an entrepreneur. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that sometimes you got to think outside the box. So I'd never not had gas. I'd never not have gift cards. And I could always use my, 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 my gas card as well to purchase chips, soda, milk, eggs, bacon, cheese. And I'm telling you, that's what I did back in like 2014, 15. I was using my gas card to buy $100 Visa gift cards and groceries inside of the convenience store in the gas station. Always had gas. Like where everybody's complaining about gas, I don't Didn't really complain about, about it, it because yeah. I haven't. You know what I mean? So Capital One Spark, any any business American Express card and any gas card that usually has a MasterCard logo, like a Fuelman, a BP, you know, an Exxon, a Shell, you know, Wawa, those type of gas cards? because you always need gas. So as a starting entrepreneur, okay, you might not have money. You're just starting out, but you not having a flight shouldn't be a reason why you can't go to EYL. Shit, some, sleep in your car if you have to. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, the, it's sometimes you got to struggle and sometimes you got to go through certain things in order to obtain the things that you really want. You know what I mean? If that makes sense.
0: My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. backdrop, backdrop. Bag drop. Bag drop.